Hey all, Janae here coming at you with another episode of the so-called Orioles podcast. In case you guys haven't noticed or are a little behind on episodes, we are re-upping some of our older content as we prepare for our rebrand. We'll be coming at you guys with new amazing content, new merch, a new website, and so, so, so much more. We're excited and we hope you guys are too. It's been so exciting to learn and grow with you and we couldn't have left you guys totally high and dry, um, which is why we uh, decided to re-up some of our older gems for you guys. But before the Oreos totally change, we've still got some of our old merch that you guys can pick up. And while you're doing that, join our Discord so you guys can keep up with us in real time. The Discord is like super chill and funny, and it's literally just a group chat with me, Kia, Amari, and some of our other regular podcast listeners who've been holding the Oreos down. Um, You can find our merch and our Discord info by searching us on literally every platform at so-called Oreos. Hell, you can even find our info in the description for this episode. So there's like no excuse for you not to be a part of the gang. Pretty for a Black Girl is our fourth episode. So I'm just going to warn you now that you'll be hearing some baby Oreos who are new to hosting, new to recording, and just the whole process in general. But the episode is still equal parts funny and thought provoking. Um, You're also going to hear, along with myself, Kia and Amari, the voice of our fourth Oreo, Rachel. She's an OG Oreo. She's a friend of the pod and always will be. The idea of this episode stemmed from an experience I had when I was young. I talk about it in the episode, but for us, it was imperative to highlight how othering being an Oreo can actually be, how degrading it can be to be told that you're simply pretty, but that your entire race is not, that the people that you come from are not, and that the people that you have pride in are not. But you, hey, you, you're still pretty. Just everyone who looks like you is not. So these experiences were incredibly damaging for us, um, but I'm so happy that we could really take a second to lift these up and examine them and acknowledge the fact that Black women are beautiful everywhere, period. Um, So I really hope you enjoyed this episode and Kia, Amari, and I will talk to you guys soon. And now a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is presented by Early Bird. Early Bird is the simplest way for parents, family, and friends to collectively invest in a child's financial future starting at the earliest age. Early Bird's mobile app empowers parents and families to start saving for their child's financial future in a matter of minutes while activating a child's broader community to give contributions on birthdays, holidays, or any occasion. I don't know about you guys, but my parents were very into financial literacy at a young age. I think I had my first debit card like freshman year of high school so like at age 13 14 um so that's always been instilled with me so financial literacy is very important especially for generating uh generational wealth so we're teaming up with early bird to give our listeners a free 15 dollars investment to give to a child you love simply go to partners.getearlybird.io slash podcast or the link in our show notes and download the app and create your account today early bird build the nest and invest in the children you love
welcome to another episode of the so-called Oreos podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kia Swin. I'm Amari Pollard. Rachel Fowler. And I'm Janae Brown. Yeah, thanks guys. Um, episode four. four. Episode yeah. four. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, happy summer. Let's go. Four. We're in the door. Hey, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so this week in black history, um, I have a lot of, I have three little facts for you guys. Ooh, okay. I'm okay. excited. <laughs> so June 16th, uh, 1970, Kenneth A. Gilson was elected the first African-American mayor of Newark, New Jersey. Oh. I just had to shout out Newark in Jersey again. <laughs> <Our> uh, <laughs> in 1976, he was also elected the first African-American president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors. Oh, there's okay. a conference of mayors. I didn't even know yeah, he was I, the I first one. It was a thing even. <laughs> he probably started it. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, June 18th, 1862. Obviously, you guys know this is Juneteenth. Or was that June 19th? Yo, we can't. <laughs> oh, awkward. Um, Google lied to me. I'm sorry. Um, June 19th. Or, well, it says, like, slavery is abolished in the U.S. territories by Congress. June 18th. June 18th? I thought it was June 1922. But I feel like it's June 19th. It is June 19th. It's, it's, yeah. Okay. Mm. It just it's around the same time either way. <laughs> it's within the 24-hour period, so, like, you know what I'm saying. Huh. Um, and on June 20th, 1960... Harry Belafonte won an Emmy for his variety special Tonight with Harry Belafonte. I love Harry Belafonte. Yeah. I got his record. Ooh, it was the <laughs> very first Emmy awarded to an African American. Wow. So that's hot. Look at Harry. That. That's hot. He's a, he was a good looking man. Yeah. Okay. Is he he's still alive? I don't know. No, he must be Google. Google! Either way, he had some looks. <laughs> Amari, your turn. Okay, pop, a cor- pop, pop culture corner. Hello. So, <laughs> I just wanted to focus on Netflix and their releases of rom-coms. I don't know if this is their most recent one, but one that came out in May called Always Be My Maybe, starring Ali Wong and oh, Randall. He's still alive. Oh, Hi, yeah, Harry. <laughs> starring Ali Wong and Randall Park and Keanu Reeves, which a lot of people apparently don't know is Asian. Like, he has Asian parts. Yeah. He does? Yeah, I think, yeah, his, he I does. think his mom. I I, is, is it Japanese or is it Chinese? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, he, so he's mixed. In a lot, and he goes, and he said, he, I think he considers himself a man of, like, he, a person of color. Which, oh, okay, Keanu. Keanu. Oh, okay, Keanu. Um, but yeah, I just think Netflix is doing such a good job of reintroducing people to the rom-com in 2019, which includes people of color, because yes, we do too find love. Yes. And I like it because I am a rom-com buff, which I think is also why I have a lot of problems with love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, watch, I watch too many. You have unrealistic expectations. I have unrealistic expectations, and I'm really excited to add some people of color to my very, very big pile of rom-com DVDs. So I'm the opposite. I do not like a rom-com. Wow. I love rom-com. I like do you not like love? I <laughs> no, I'm just like, you know, life is just different. You know, experiences are different. I mean, it is. Expect- expectations are planned disappointments. That's what someone said. Oh. Okay. And that was Christina Applegate. Wow. <laughs> Plan- okay. I mean, I, I agree. To an extent. To an extent. Yeah. I mean, like, it definitely didn't help me, but I think, like, the problem was because I didn't have love growing up, like, from another person. I just looked to rom-coms because I'm like, oh, I just wanted it's to feel... Yeah. yeah, you just want to, like, watch people fall in love and I have their moments. I like romance more than I like rom-coms, so I, like, give it to me straight. Okay. Hard. 
I dramatic, yeah, like Romeo drama. and Juliet. That's yeah, those are that's my a tragedy. shit. Pride and Prejudice. Oh, I love Pride mm. and Prejudice. The one, one with Keira Knightley. I love yes. a good um, period piece. Yeah. Another reason why people call me love Oreo. Period piece. Period piece. Um, what's it called? Um, the, the other Jane, Bolin girl. The other Bolin girl, the Jane Austen one, uh, Becoming Jane. Yeah. But there's, there's this also period piece called Belle, which I can never pronounce her name. <gasps> oh, it came out a couple of years ago. The, yeah, yes. like a few years yeah. ago. And I loved it because I'm like, oh my God, a period piece with a black girl mm-hmm. who's like, oh, this is amazing. That actress, I ran into her on the street and did not no. know it was her. Yeah. I was walking I down her. the street in Brooklyn. And um, what's her name? I, it's something it's um, something African. It's a little bit hard yeah. to pronounce properly. I'm yeah. Um, but I was with my sister and she walks past my sister and my sister's like, oh, my God, she's so beautiful. And then she points her out to me and I'm like, she looks so familiar. Then she leaves the store. And as soon as she leaves the store, you I'm find, like, she I was in oh, Beyond go- the Lights. Go- yeah. Goo Bathara. I have no idea. Not gonna gonna try. She's from. She's from. Um, you ever see Beyond the Lights? No. Okay, but she's no. also from the Black Mirror. She's in that in a Netflix show yep. called Easy. Yep. Um, she was in. She was. Oh, she was in. Uh, um, the recent one of actually with Belle and yeah, with Beauty, Beauty and, and the Beast. Beast. She played she's the feather duster. She's she's been in stuff. Yeah, I'm just she's sad. she's. I think she's one of Hollywood's go to mixed black girls. To oh, be okay. honest, she's up. She's that up and coming. She's up. No, but she, to, yeah, but she's like been. I think she's like one of those solid. And she had like a Netflix movie too. Um, she like dies of cancer, but like she, her boyfriend was actually in Game of Thrones. It's like a weird intersection, but it's a good one. I forgot what movie that was called. I ran into her on the street, had no clue who she was, and then um, realized who she was, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's her!" And then I kept on running into her in stores on this one street. We were just like going, and you didn't go up to her and be like, "I loved you as Belle," because I think she realized that I knew who she was, Mm -hmm. and then like once we got we got to this pastry store and mind you I was not following her it was just kind of like coincidentally yeah it was just coincidentally like I go to this jewelry shop she's leaving the jewelry shop Mm -hmm. all right I go to the next store she's in there leaving and then we finally run into each other at the pastry shop looking at each other face to face and I'm like (laughs) like freaking out debating whether I should go say something to her and she puts on her sunglasses and like runs out the door Mm -hmm. and I'm like she didn't want to be spotted today I have a lot of uh, famous people spotting moments, but I'm never big enough to go up to them and tell yeah. them. But it's like I have I, I lock eyes with someone else who realizes who they are, mm-hmm. and like we have this moment of freaking out, and then we like go about our lives. I feel I like saw... I'm never present enough. To, I feel like it's probably happening multiple times. So I'm just never, I'm just like in another world. That's a great I've thing about know. New York City is that, that you, just... you really can. You you can not notice, and they go about life like normal human beings. Mm-hmm. So, but. Uh, best celebrity run in. It was like three o'clock in the morning in the East Village. We're coming back from a club. I think I was like, yeah, I was like 22 or 21. And <clears> I <throat> was watching, uh, what's that? Not Scandal, um, to get, How to Get Away with Murder at that time. This is it the black girl? No. Oh, it was the, 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 the tiny blonde one from Gilmore Girls, who's also in this show. She's uh, Bonnie in the show. Oh, yeah. Bonnie. And she was dating the killer guy, who's the guy that always kills the stuff. I can't remember, but I know exactly. Yeah. I saw them on the street, and I'm like, oh my fucking God. Oh my God, does anyone else see this? Like, they're together. Like, no one knows this. And then a year later, E! News broke the news that they were a couple. And I was like, I was the first one to see them together. I should have. I was like, I should have 
told E News. Sold it, TMZ, I girl. I, but yeah, I was up. like, I have too much respect for them and their privacy. Oh my god. Nah, you need to get secure that back. Um, <laughs> yeah. I ran into Zoe Kravitz and her boyfriend. Oh. See, but here's here's the problem. I really would have went up to them and said something, but I was sweaty. And when I get sweaty, I don't want to talk to anyone. I was rushing to a movie and I was waiting for the Bedford L train, right? And I walk up and I see her boyfriend first. I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's so attractive. And I see he was, him. And he I'm was like, really good in one movie I saw. Um, I saw him in Love, the Gaspar No movie. Um, he's He's been in a few things, but not like a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's in like a lot of more. Like indie kind of stuff? Yeah, indie movies. Um, and I saw him first and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and then I see this very, very small woman draped all over him. And I'm like, wait. Is that, is that, is that And I'm like, I, I walked farther past them and I'm like, oh, I'm so sweaty. I was like trying to wipe myself clean. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't want to go up to them and be like a crazed fan in their face sweating. That's not cute. It's not. But then the train came and I just didn't have time to get myself together enough. And I just got my eyebrows done too. So my eyebrows are red. I was covered in sweat. I was like, I look too crazy. I can't say anything. Honestly, I don't know what I would do if I saw Zoe Kravitz. I might, she's very small. I might get down on one knee and propose to her. Oh to my be God. Honest. Like to she's be honest. tiny. I saw them together and I was like, who is this, this fairy? This That's such a good way this, to describe this, her this size. person. And then I was like, oh my God, that's Zoe Kravitz. It's crazy. I love her. I always tell her that everyone thinks I look like her mom in the Cosby show when I get braids. Lisa Bonet. <laughs> okay. That's, that's such a good... That's a great compliment. That's a great compliment. That's a fantastic I've gotten, compliment. I've gotten Michelle. And originally that used to upset me sometimes. Michelle Obama. Obama. Yeah. I, used to I feel like everyone too. says Michelle Obama. Well, yeah. Also, like, I'm like, you literally just thought of the first dark-skinned prominent yeah, woman that came to your mind. Like, I've also gotten Gabrielle Union. I'm like, what? I look like no one. Just say <laughs> I don't look like anyone. You don't have to look like anyone. Like, right. just shut up. Right. I get Queen Latifah all the Time. Um, I hate it. Really? I get Denise Axwell and Tessa Thompson. The two. Tessa Thompson's no a good one. Yeah, that's the two I get all the time. That's a better one. You get you one? Get no one. No one? That's okay. That's yeah. a, great. I feel like I'd rather just like get, like just don't try. Yeah. Yeah. I think I people just do. try to like make conversation or something like, you know, you look like. Mm, I I'm don't. like, but mm-hmm. my thing is once you ask someone, you know who you look like, that just has like so much room to go left. It like, really does. Just don't even. I got Beyonce one time. That was great. <laughs> you guys can just nod, okay? It was a drunk white guy. He told me that's, I look like. I'm sorry, you're beautiful, but like you are, Beyonce but, is not. That's not who you look. I look nothing. Alike, I don't think you. I can honestly cannot look at any of us and say like for definitely sure we look like a certain celebrity. I, I yeah, can't. Okay. I just don't. I also got one girl from Orange Is a New Black. That was really offensive. Damn, no one has anything offensive to me. Thank God, because yeah, I just shut up if it's offensive. You're right, I get bad ones all the time. It's just because I'm chunky and large. You should be like, you know, who you look like Kodak Black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just say some wild stuff. But I only get those comparisons from white people. Okay, I've well, never gotten those comparisons with. Be like, you know, who you remind never. me of Eminem. Not <laughs> <laughs> out a random white person, right? <laughs> Um, okay, this episode. <laughs> I mean, it kind of goes into what we're talking it about really today. Has. It's like, you're, you're pretty, pretty for a black girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one phrase Sorry. you just ever, you never want to hear. I'm so, I've gotten that so many times in so many different 
shapes and forms and i've even gotten it from black people story i was just telling you guys is that you know i was just in downtown brooklyn having a little shopping day (laughs) i got myself a smoothie i was just you know living my best life and this guy he comes up to me and he's like oh you're so beautiful you're so your skin's so light you got freckles you're so pretty all this other stuff and i just straight up asked him i was like why is the first thing you mentioned my skin tells I'm a black woman. That's it. And he was like, I, I didn't mean to offend you. I just want to let you know your skin's so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And I just like told him, when you hit on a black girl, a black woman, don't bring up skin tone. Mm-hmm. This is a black man I was talking to. Mm-hmm. I was like, my skin tone has nothing to do with this conversation. So there's no point in bringing it up. And I get that physically, that's the first thing you see, right? My skin. It's one of the first things you see when you see someone. But... I don't feel like that is a valid thing to bring up. It's not. If you want to talk to me, just say, hi, how are you? How's your day going? It's the same we just talked about the last episode with interracial dating. Like, if you are trying to hit on me, my race and my, like, whatever doesn't need to be, like, brought into it. Mm -hmm. And definitely skin tone doesn't. But that's – I've had most of that interactions – also in Brooklyn with other black men too who are like oh white skin shoddy whatever like yeah. whatever that's I get it with black men mm-hmm. it's that's a big thing I'm called a red bone all the time constantly I remember when we went to this is like almost exactly a year ago we went to that um, fun with friends event oh, on the party? Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. It's me and my friend Thea. Yeah. And we all like very, have the very same like we look very similar. Yeah, we all, all have the same we skin tone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the guy was just like, "Do you remember this? We were in the park, and the guy was just like, on he was like walking a cane, and he was just like, hey y'all y'all Dominican babies or something like that. Yeah. Remember? Oh yeah. And we were I just like, no, we're, like, we're no. black. And then he was just he just kept going. He's like, speak some Spanish for me. Yeah. Like, it was it was and really he was like asking us like, you're Dominican, you're Dominican. He was like, he, like, he kept nah, going. Nah. And I was just like, bro, shut up. Yeah. Like obviously we're not and we were like we're black just like you like that's what we yeah. said yeah. <laughs> and he just kept going he was like y'all must know some spanish or something yeah like y'all pretty dominican babies something like yeah and we were just like bruh shut up it was like just dude just let it end that's not a compliment not. like so it's like when i tell people i'm haitian american they're like oh just just haitian american like, yeah that's it like nothing else like yeah. because my skin is light and my hair is like curly or i have nice hair like they just expect me to be mixed with something else. And like in high school, people thought I was either um, Dominican or Puerto Rican. I got Guyanese. I'm like, nope, nope. But Dominican nope. is very similar to Haitian. Mm-hmm. Right, wait, is it like, on the same island? Right, they're on the same right, island. Yeah. island. I mean, like at the end of the day, we're all like a little mixed with something. Of course, but yeah. like. And also, like, I think, you know, white people don't realize it too. Y'all, some of y'all mixed too. Because I see some Italian people and I'm like, with that hair. <laughs> and that knows you know down the line You're, someone yeah, you got some yeah. black in you like I look um uh also Alessia Cara like the singer I is love her Italian but every time I look at her face she looks black I'm like so she the, her family has something y'all There's the something. Moors took over Italy for right. hundreds of years exactly I'm just gonna leave that there so I'm just saying I mean I've never really I'm trying to think I like I love how you guys are like if you're starting a compliment with my skin tone, like this is not going to go well. Mm. And I think I'm kind of almost the opposite depending on who it's coming from. So if it's like a black man, it's like, ah, I just love your skin. Like, yeah, thank you. Because like, that's not something I'm used to people yeah. saying that like, like, cause I'm For dark. For darker skin, it's, it's, you're never like, 
it's not like a fetish kind yeah. of. It's not. Right. Your skin it's just tone like is I'm, not a positive. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so like when, when you someone, say it, it's a compliment. Right. But for light skin, it's like I'm literally only talking to you because you have light skin. Right. Because exactly. you're a trophy to me. Yeah. Because right. you're closer to white. Right. Literally, it grinds my gears when a guy, especially a black man, starts off the conversation talking about my skin tone. Yeah. To me, that tells me that you do not know enough about our history. Number one and number two. For some odd reason, you think that this is going to make me like you. Yeah. And another, it makes me wonder, like, one, you would not talk to me if I was darker skinned. Yeah. Two, I feel like you're the type of guy that treats darker skinned women terribly. And I don't like that. And I don't like that. And I, I think they think, I think people think light skinned people, th- like, are if, like, if you put us on a pedestal, pedestal we'll we'll like love you more it, because no. light skinned people are just full of themselves. But you know what's the hell? It's usually the darker, like, guys, darker skin tones are the ones saying, and your light skin. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's usually them. I'm like, but what if we do get together and we have a child and her skin tone is the same as yours? Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to treat her? And how, how, how are you going to make her feel beautiful in, in her skin? I, I think that's interesting, too, because, I mean, my dad's not like that, but my mom is lighter and, like, I'm very much so my dad's skin color. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I never got your pretty... For a black girl, I just like told you guys earlier, like I just never got your pretty really. It was like because um, you are beautiful. Thank yes, you. Are. I mean, there, I was ugly for a certain, for for a good. It wasn't everyone. But everyone, yeah, wasn't I, everyone. Yeah, true. Um, but it it was like as I got older, it usually just came from like girls. So then I was like, oh, I'm just like I'm girls find me pretty, mm-hmm. and then I just became like I'm not. Then I then I used to tell people it's like I'm not really pretty when you first see me like it's not something that's obvious it's like once you get to know me I get prettier and like that's how it goes uh, which is like kind of sad because wait why do you feel that way I mean that's what I used to like I think I used to say like that's I I because no I think because no one was approaching me so I was just like okay I'm not I'm not an obvious pretty person I'm not like you're gonna walk into a club and like notice me the first thing which is also a lie because plenty of many men have picked <laughs> out of the crowd wait us. yeah when we were at that event together mm-hmm. but yeah that, what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> no, but i mean i think like as i've gotten older and kind of like been able to look at myself and be like oh yeah like you are like you are you are fucking pretty amari um but like when you're young and no one's really it's a personal journey. it's like a, sure. yeah ex- exactly um for sure Definitely. Yeah, I think like I got that. I was the same experience. And when I went to college, and like the first person that talked to me, I was like, "We're gonna get married." Like, I just said my stuff. But like, yeah, pretty for a black girl. I feel like I've gotten that. I feel like maybe too many times to really remember. But I think a lot of times again with the skin tone thing, I think it's like people are like you have the perf. Like a lot of like white people that I grew up with. It's like you have the perfect skin tone. Like you're not too dark, but you're not too white. You're naturally, tan. you're naturally tan. You're the perfect skin tone. It's like that's that's really that doesn't make me feel well. Mm-hmm. Like I know you're trying to be like you have nice skin, which like yes, I have nice skin, but so does everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna make people feel bad for having a different skin tone. I've had a I've had a black girl tell me that actually. We're like yeah, she's like you have the perfect skin. Like you won't be jealous of your skin color because you're naturally tan. I'm just like I don't. I didn't know the thing. Yeah. Like, I didn't like, um, um, like that's not what I strive for, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's not like the, the number one thing on my dating profile. Mm-hmm. I'm like, excited about my light skin. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've gotten it a bunch in a, a similar way where it's kind of like white women are like, your skin is, you're golden, you're tan. And 
black men are like hey light skin red bone i've even i was walking down the street one day and this was in upstate new york which is surprising because i feel like i get catcalled way more in new york new york city Mm -hmm. than i do in syracuse but this guy yelled out he was like that's a big ass red bone and in that moment bro i had to stop and laugh because i was like I literally just imagine a big piece of fried chicken walking down the street. That's literally, I imagine like a big old chicken wing, like KFC drumstick walking down the street. And I just laugh because it was kind of like, that's ridiculous. But I even get it from my family too. People call me cake mix. I get called chicken McNugget. Like, I think it's often, but but isn't your most of your family you said it's like they they look like you right and see here's the thing (laughs) (laughs) because within my family I'm still lighter than Uh, oh oh like they're still light but you are light yeah yeah. okay like on my mom's side of the family I would say like a lot of her sisters are lighter and on my dad's immediate family a lot of us are lighter but it's still a decent mixture but compared to everyone else i am consistently like one of the lightest so i think it's it is what it is i think it's funny because i feel bad sorry (laughs) um because i think i have a good mixture of like light and dark people in my family but like my immediate like nuclear family is pretty dark um and my mom is the lightest out of all of us. And y'all be making fun. We of all her. be making fun of my mom, be, but she. I think we make fun of her because she swears that she is dark. And oh, I have never. No. And it's like I think culturally, never have I experienced such a person who wants to be dark. Like my mom's a person who'd go to the beach and put tanning oil on her skin to get darker. And I think I appreciate that as a coming as a dark skinned girl having a mom who really loved my dark skin. So it was like, oh, that's. Like, I never felt, um, I feel like my insecurities about my skin never really came from, like, my family or, like, anyone I loved. It just came from the outside people. I think it's also, like, um, a numbers game. Like, if your mom had, like, kids that maybe, like, was her skin. Oh, yeah, uh, because you're a different complexion. Yeah, I'm different too. So I was like, oh, that sounds similar. Because everyone's like, I'm like, I'm just as dark as wild blood. Everyone's looking at me like, Kia. And she's lighter, and she's lighter in, like, her her family she's one of the lighter ones and and but she again she's like i'm dark I'm yeah dark but and then i think also it comes to because um so like you grew up with a light-skinned mom and she tells me my light skin is beautiful but then i look and my dad's dark and he fell in love with that light-skinned girl and then i look mm-hmm. at all these other black men who usually tend to go for lighter-skinned women and then sometimes yeah so then i i think about that too and then i feel bad because it's it's like a weird relationship where I sometimes get angry at her for no reason, yeah. but it has nothing to do with her. It's just the way society has viewed like skin women. I think also my mom is ridiculously gorgeous and she was a beauty queen. And I think that's just a lot to handle uh, being an uh, ugly, <laughs> ugly dark skin girl in upstate New York and having this like beautiful mom. And then I also notice it too when I date people who I historically date men who are lighter than me. And I'm like, wow, this is some internalized um, like hatred towards myself and like dark skin so it's like all this shit happening as as a light-skinned woman it's definitely something that i wouldn't necessarily say as dramatic as i've struggled with it but it's definitely something that i've noticed and i think that's why when we were talking about it earlier like when a man approaches me and brings up my skin tone i'm automatically like no Mm -hmm. because as a light-skinned woman a lot of times you're not taken seriously Mm -hmm. people often often think that you're vapid and that all they need to do is compliment you and you're uppity. You think you're better than everyone else. So if they compliment you, they'll be cool with you. 
And oftentimes I'm like, like my sister, for example, my sister's your skin tone about, Mm -hmm. and she has told me dozens of times where she's gotten, literally, she's been talking to a guy, a light skinned girl walk by and he'll just, that's crazy. But I also think again, um, this is the man's fault. Um, (laughs) I think a common denominator is like the, like we've talked about this before, Janet, like how people say X, Y, and Z about light skinned women, but it's like, you feel that way because the way guys talk to you some somehow correlates to me. You know what I'm saying? So, like, guys saying, like, oh, you're pretty for a light-skinned girl or you're pretty for black or whatever, that automatically makes you want to, like, hate on the light-skinned girl because they're saying, they're building her up so you, like, obviously want to, like, put stuff on her but like i know me and you like we would never say like mm-hmm. stuff that people would say never. like we would say women annoy me <laughs> i mean 96 yeah. percent of the time i really be thinking that i'm darker than i honestly am and then someone i'll be going off, just reminds me. I'll, I'll be going off about how black men always go for the light-skinned girl like i will be going off about they always want light-skinned girl with long curly hair yeah a heart-shaped ass and then someone will be like your light skin and I'll be like <laughs> like I, I will literally forget about it because the light skin woman is the one who's literally always chosen like she's not light skin she's white but that's you not but is about, that the person's fault is that the woman's fault no, to an extent you know, that's what I'm saying you have to think about how um light skinned black women are perceived in the media especially like rom-com movies Just the leading woman is usually light skinned mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. we have to think about like what are these men viewing not only in movies and television shows but like in magazines in billboard ads we usually see light skinned women right so as a, as if like, you as being a dark skinned woman if you'll see that you'll think what's wrong with my skin what's wrong with me yeah and then it, and then it also becomes like an eternal like again like this um like I have a lot of light-skinned women in my mm-hmm. life and I love them. Like I love you guys. But as a whole, you kind of it's it's a struggle because you just have this kind of like internalized anger towards it, not coming from anything that they've done just because what society has told you. I think you because other desirable. people are feuding that. Right. Yeah. Like, you're not desirable. And then sometimes even like when you look the media is getting better, but even now when I look at the leading ladies, it's all um you know, mixed girls who are lighter, yeah. like they still have, have they they like Zendaya, it Amanda, Yara, Yara. It's yeah. like y'all are all mixed with something, and you're a little bit lighter. And then like, yes, we have Lupita, and but I'm just like, where is the other line of like dark skin? Yeah, because the, the lighter girls actually are mixed. They're not even black, like we just said, like Amanda, Yara. Um, no, 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 they're both mixed. Zendaya is mixed. That's and, what I'm saying. They're oh, not black. They're oh, not, well, they're, 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 they're not like, right, yeah. they're not like, uh, so it's, it's not like come up of two black parents. Yeah, it's right. definitely. And then, like, speaking of that, like, did you guys see that Garnish is doing mixed dish? Yes, yeah. that trailer is so cute. I was like, why mixed it? I think that's a weird name I for it. Mixed, mixed I dish is a, it doesn't go as well as yeah, Gronish. Because it's the ED at the end that makes it weird. Yeah. But also it's a money game. Like it they is. saw that Gronish is doing well and Black is doing well. I just want them to do mixed dish well. I want, yeah. I want them to do What is mixed dish about? It's, it's about, I think, the mom. Rainbows. Which is Tra- Tracy yeah. Ellis Roche. I think it's her like story. Yeah, because like, she grew up on like a commune or something. And then... Um, went to public school and like just dealing with like her because her dad's white and her mom is black and I, I do like the two actors that they chose to be her parents mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping that they do it well um, I just I need them to execute that well right because I think it makes people have like a unique story and oh, like a unique identity which we'll go into another episode but I want them to like execute that well no for sure if they're gonna do it mm-hmm. but but yeah pretty for black yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know 
Like, what does that even I think it's just, like, people, mean? again, with a lot of the topics that we talk about, people just need to realize what they're saying when they say it mm-hmm. and how that affects people who are receiving these comments. I think people need to realize that you can't just itemize people. You can't just look at someone and dice them down to their physicality. You need to consider the entire person and maybe think, is what I'm saying going to just strip someone down to their bare physicality? Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm commenting on your skin tone, is that just making you about your skin tone? Mm -hmm. You know, you have to remember that people don't think that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's like a lot of people lack empathy, which is like the number one thing. I think like people are mostly selfish and lack empathy, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. So I think it's just like, for me, it's like, I think it's outlandish when people say this. It's like, I would never say that to someone Mm -hmm. or I would never like disrespect someone like that. But it's like, again, I have to remember like, okay, Kia, not everyone thinks like you. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, but like. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want to remind myself. Not everyone thinks thinks like like you. Yeah. Like, I know even if I, I, I'm out on the street and I see a man with, like, beautiful, clear, chocolate skin, I won't, I'll say it to myself, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, it's But I won't say it to him. Yeah. Because I know how that feels. And I, yeah, and I never really, like, when I see someone's attractive, I, I just never, it's just, like, they're attractive. Like, it's never, yeah. like, they're attractive for a white person or they're attractive for, like, an Arab guy or whatever. Like, I just see you and I think you are a person and you're like attractive and you bring these qualities and I get to like hear from your perspective but I don't know maybe it's because I've just gone through stuff like that that's just like I, I would never be like you're a, I like you because you're light skin I also hear a lot of women like sit like a lot of especially black women say like oh a light skin guy which I'm just like yeah that sounds oh, wrong to me oh my god can we dive into this that sounds wrong to me like, I remember I was in bible camp all right, a few years ago. And somehow we got into this conversation. Some girls saying that they prefer to date light-skinned men and other girls saying that they prefer to date dark-skinned men. And they were saying light-skinned men are, you know, full of themselves and they're pretty boys, but they're, like, really affectionate. And dark-skinned men are hard and tough and they're just more manly but that's also but that's also kind of the same shit that they talk about vice with girls that yeah, the light-skinned yeah. women they're softer mm-hmm. they're more feminine they're um easier to get along with dark-skinned girls y'all are hard and angry. difficult and angry and just like abrasive yeah so it's like kind of like it's kind of like the same thing it shocked me though because it was like this is a group that's shocking to me too black girls talking about this and they were we were teenagers Mm -hmm. and they're like just going on and on and on about this stuff and i was so confused because i was like in the first place when i see an attractive black man his skin tone isn't a factor that's what i'm saying it's It's not it's not a thought it's not a thought and it's not a factor but i wonder like like mainly because i've dealt with mostly black men sometimes i'll look at my history and i'm like oh they're all light-skinned they're all light-skinned black men and that's something i think of afterwards and i'm just like that just so happens to be mine is all dark skin the path right but it's like i'm not consciously i mean my sister will probably say like i went to a party the other day and i picked up this guy and said he was hot she's like of course you picked up the first light-skinned boy you saw and i was just like it's not like it purposely do it he just was cute but again it's like something that you think about like am i internally warding off dark-skinned men and also i want to know like from the stereotypes from um the camp we were talking about mm-hmm. have any of those girls really experienced that or are they just saying so yeah 
Like, have have they really experienced, like, a bunch of light-skinned dudes and a bunch of dark-skinned dudes, and that's the stereotype. Where's your information Where's from Where's Sweden? the facts? Have you been out in the field? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> what oh, I said to them was, I was like, you guys know that that line of thought comes from slavery. Yeah. You know that masters were literally trained to pit colors against each other, like to pit light skin against dark skin, mm-hmm. so we would never come together and overthrow them. Mm-hmm. That same thinking is what you're spouting right now. And I was like, just point blank, period. You should never be looking at someone of your own race and say they're attractive because they're this or they're unattractive because of this when it comes to skin tone. That don't make no sense. We all come from the same damn continent. Mm-hmm. Actually, we all do because life was started in Africa. But besides that, it's like how could you just dice it down to light skin or dark skin like yeah. if a person's attractive they're attractive and the, we all i mean the culture really does cling on to this whole light versus dark yeah like uh, this is that i love my favorite is the uh oh he got that light skin boy look on his face um which i'm not gonna lie i actually do think it's a, it's a, it's a fucking look, there are, there are a it's a look. you like you you push your lip a little bit and then your eyes it's like they're smizing mm-hmm. but like for like I've a guy dark skin people do it too i don't even know what we're talking about I'm, I'm, I'm like all, yeah. all, always in the clouds like <laughs> Remember, like, you, like you can't see it, but i'm doing it now this wise, this wise. Oh, like a, a deep conversation about this. I remember <laughs> when uh, Crystal from the Reed podcast, Kodak Black, Kodak Black, like a burnt cockroach or something like oh, that. And no. then people were coming at her, and you and I had a conversation about basically colorism and how. I, and I started thinking: Are there any negative things that people say about light skin when it comes to like, skin tone? When it comes to skin no. tone, like really, are there any? And we came up with the answer was no. You no. say like acting light skin, but it's not like oh, you look like a a burnt piece of toast, to- or like you look like a undercooked chicken wing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Would I, mean, I be mad if someone said that though? I, I would just so. look at him like that's why you could come up compared to yeah. being, like being compared to burnt cockroach. Like I mean, or like people call people call you fucking midnight. Like y'all or coming at the night can't night? see you. Like, that's mine. Mine. Yeah. All I can see are your teeth. Where'd you that's go? Mean. Where'd you go? I can't see you. Yeah, like I'm fucking dark. I ain't. I'm <laughs> like, what the fuck? I think it's just internal because I hear that a lot from like black people too. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. yeah. so well. Black people say that stuff all the time. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, we could go to a whole other uh, episode about colorism. Yeah, but um, yeah, pretty for basically just don't say it. Don't say you're pretty for black no, girls. <laughs> just say you're pretty. Just say you're pretty. Just say you're pretty. It's not that hard. I just, just gotta compare. Walk up to someone and say, "Oh my god, you're so beautiful." Mm-hmm. Was that so hard? Oh, can no. I? Like, oh my god, my favorite thing was uh, in college. I was at like a party. I was like my sophomore year. I was just sitting on the wall, just standing there. And this cute guy comes up to me. He's like, "I just want to tell you you're gorgeous." Aww. I just want to tell you. Can we go through really quickly all of the really positive times we've been hit on? Right. Just real quick. Wait, well, well, I don't know. But, <laughs> but the best part about that interaction was that he just said that and fucking walked away. That's I was right. like, I had a thing, and I never saw him again until my senior year. I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Damn, I don't even remember the positive things. I'm, I'm going to tell mine. Okay, you tell I'm yours. Gonna tell mine. Okay. It's so good. <laughs> I was um, at this club 
uh, for like a, for a friend's birthday party. And I'd gotten in there like it was one of those nights where I was not expecting anything. I had no expectations on how fun this would be. That's the best time. I best had night. no expectations on meeting guys. I was just there. I was feeling myself. I was looking cute. I was like, whatever. So I go in. I like to do like a little lap around the party, see what's going on and uh, go to the bathroom. So I'm walking to the bathroom and a guy steps in front of me and he basically asks me where I'm going. And I look at him with mad attitude, like to the bathroom, duh. Cause like I was standing right in front of the bathroom and he steps in front of me like, where are you going? Right? So I go in the bathroom, do my thing, come out. He's standing right there. Now at this point, I actually look at him. Mm-hmm. He is this six foot seven, just yeah, like like bigger, like he's muscular guy. He's wearing a suit, and I'm like, oh, oh, hi. So he asks me, he's like, like, why are you here? And I'm like, oh, I'm here for a friend's birthday, whatever. And he tells me like I work here and all that stuff. We we're like chatting. And he just like stops us mid chat and he's like, I have to tell you, I saw you from the moment you walked in and you were the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I knew I had to come talk to you. And I was like, like I literally, yeah, I was like, oh my God, like that literally has never, ever happened to me. I was taken aback. I was happy for the rest of the night, like. It just takes one good, one good interaction. It just takes one good interaction, and I wish I had more like that. Seriously. Yeah, I've definitely had more of the negative reactions, <laughs> but, but I've had some stuff like that, so I don't remember, like, specifically, like, what is a good one. I think because, honestly, there's so many, like, once I just hear something about my skin tone or my hair, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to work this out, done. yeah. But, yeah, there's definitely been some good interactions, Wait, for sure. The one that I can remember actually happened at Hofstra. Uh, it was a beautiful day. I was sitting outside in a quad near Starbucks, mm-hmm. and I was, like, doing homework or something. And um, this Asian student walked towards me. Um, I looked up, you know, my because walk- as I looked up, he was walking towards me. And I just looked back down, continued doing my work. And then he said, excuse me. And he was just like, hi, I thought he wanted directions or something. <laughs> and, then- <laughs> and then he said, oh, I just want to say that you're very beautiful. Your hair is beautiful. Um, you look very nice. And I said, oh, thank you. And then he just walked away. Like, you know, like nothing. The best is when, like, they don't expect anything out of that conversation to come. They just want to let you know that they think you're beautiful. It's not like catcalling. Catcalling is just disgusting and it never works. It never works. Who raised you? Sorry. It's all another (laughs) question. This Um, guy um, from my situation, he wanted more. We're not going to go into that. Did you tell me? Yeah. Should I just tell the story? I. You have to know, uh, right? You can't be that person who like starts uh, it and like let me bring it back. Well, he after that he was basically like, "When are we going to get food together?" Because he was talking about how he's African, his like aunt owns a restaurant in Harlem, and he's like, "When are we going to get African food together?" And I was like, "Any day this week, I'm open. <laughs> I can make free time." So we decided on a date. We exchanged numbers for the rest of the night because he was working at the club. He'd like come up to me and dance with me, then go back to work. I was feeling like the bell of the damn ball, bitches. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh my God. So after that, I think we met on Saturday. We ended up going to dinner on Monday. Um, we went on the date together. I saw him in person and I kind of realized maybe I'm not as attracted to him as I thought I was when I saw him dressed up in a suit and he was like, dressed down. We went on the date. 
you know, he kind of went from being a gentleman to getting kind of sexual. Um, I drove from Brooklyn to Harlem, so he walked me to my car. We were sitting there. He kind of starts telling me about his life and his story and basically starts pushing the idea of us being in a relationship and getting married eventually. And it's like, bro, I just met you on Saturday. Mm -hmm. It's Monday. I don't know you. He just came on too fast and too quick. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got creeped out and then ate him. Well, let's just focus on the positive. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It started off well. It started off well. Yeah. Um, okay, unfortunately we ran out of time, but uh, thanks for listening again. Um, if you have questions or comments, you can slide to our DMs or email us at socalledoreos at gmail.com. If you want to sponsor us so we can quit our jobs and live this life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly. DM please. us. Please, please, please. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>